Welcome to the podcast where you get your news and views of the sports world that we live in. And now here's your podcaster, Lige Weichers. Welcome to the Lige Weichers Show. There's an old saying about the NFL that says week three is when people really get burned. Just when you think you have everything figured out. You've seen two weeks of NFL football Boom, what do you know? Teams start winning that you think should be losing, and teams you thought were terrible beat winning teams. That's what happened this week. Week three in the NFL, we had all sorts of wild and crazy stuff going on. Let's jump into a quick recap of what we saw. First, we got to start with the Miami Dolphins. 70 points on the Denver Broncos? What's going on? Is Sean Payton even coaching up these guys? Is the Miami Dolphins offense one of the best in the league? What can I say? It absolutely looks like it. Tua Tungavailoa is tossing the ball around, looking good. They're getting healthier. The offensive line is coming together. They didn't even have Jalen Waddell, and they put up 70 yards. What was going on? Is this an indictment on the Denver defense, or should we really be upping the Miami offense? I think it's a little bit of both. Tyreek Hill, Mike McDaniel, Tua Tungavailoa, and when Jalen Waddell comes back, they're a perfect match. Guys running wide open, speed, add a little bit of Raheem Mostert and Devon A-Chain. This team is pretty good. They're a dangerous team. I do wonder what their defense will look like if they're ever challenged by more than a Denver Broncos team. But overall, I was very impressed. We've had the injury concerns, but through three weeks, he's shown no signs of any issues. But I'm not going to get my hopes up too far. That will continue to be a concern at least for me and we'll see how it is going forward and we may have to talk about the Dolphins a little bit more in our week four preview. Now we have to touch on the Arizona Cardinals taking down America's team in the Dallas Cowboys. Are the Dallas Cowboys frauds? Are the Arizona Cardinals maybe a little bit better than people expected? And that's what I think. Their first two games they were absolutely in and could have won if not for being the Arizona Cardinals but This game was a little bit different. They took the lead, and their defense played really well. And what was the Dallas Cowboys defense doing? Were they even trying to stop the Cardinals? This is not a good look for the Dallas Cowboys. Supposedly going to challenge the Eagles for the division. Now I'm wondering if they're even one of the top teams in the NFC. I don't want to overreact, but this would be highly concerning if I was one of the fans of the Dallas Cowboys. That's all I'll say. Now let's get into the real nitty-gritty, what actually mattered of week three. The Indianapolis Colts took down the Baltimore Ravens. That's right. Backup quarterback Gardner Minshew comes in and absolutely starts throwing dimes to beat the Ravens. No one saw this coming, and I'll be honest, I didn't even see a lot of the game, so I had to call my insider, my inside source for an inside scoop, Luke, to see what was going on. And He wasn't even impressed with what he saw. I said, Luke, they won the game. How could you be so unimpressed? He said it was boring. It was a struggle to watch. Matt Gay, what a guy. 50-yard field goals are like nothing for him. The highest-paid kicker in the league, absolutely making kicks, what you expect him to do. Luke told me that the offensive line played well. Lamar Jackson was running real well when all of a sudden they decided to stop running and give it to Gus Edwards. What is Todd Bonkin doing? Are they even going to push the ball downfield, use their best assets to try to win? But no, this was a Colts win. This was a team win. This was a defensive and offensive team working together to get the victory. And boy, do I like what's to come for this team. 
A team with Anthony Richardson on the mend, back at practice, looking towards playing this next week. A team with a young defense, Julius Brents, excuse me, Juju Brents on defense, playing well in his debut at corner. Could there be something brewing with the young secondary, the veteran defensive line getting pressure, the offensive line finally becoming what we thought they could become, and still we have the Jonathan Taylor situation. Could we add Jonathan Taylor to the team? Could we add a draft pick to the team after they trade Jonathan Taylor? All interesting things for the Colts, a team that many people think are boring. I say one of the most exciting in all of football. But that's enough about all those teams. Last week we talked about the sky was falling, the Detroit Lions had lost, and I was making my way to Detroit to investigate for myself. And I was there, on hand, at Ford Field versus the Atlanta Falcons to take in the sights, the scenes, to see what I saw, to see if I could identify some grit, some toughness. And boy, oh boy, folks, it was better than I expected. The fans were on fire. The team was on fire. Seven sacks by the defensive line. It was an absolute demolishing victory. The Atlanta Falcons stood no chance in Ford Field against an angry Detroit Lions football team. The offense, did they look great? No. Did they do enough to get the job done working with a a third string right tackle? Absolutely they did. The secondary showed much improved than what I was expecting. Two backup safeties getting the start. Now, could Desmond Ritter even hit the broadside of a barn? No, but why couldn't he? Because the secondary was locking down people. He was getting pressure all the time, and Bijan Robinson and Tyler Algier had nowhere to run. This was a domination. This was a Detroit Lions team that can absolutely win the Super Bowl, absolutely win the NFC, and absolutely win the NFC North. I would be worried if I was any other teams. All I hear are haters. Oh, they're the Lions. They're going to lion. Keep thinking that way, and we'll see what happens at the end of the year. That's all I got for week three. Week four brings a very interesting slate of games. We're going to start with the biggest game of the week for some people. That would be the Miami Dolphins versus the Buffalo Bills. If you remember back to week one, I took the Buffalo Bills to make it to the Super Bowl. And they've slowly been rounding into form to make that Super Bowl run. So now is a perfect time to see how they match up against the hottest team in football, the Miami Dolphins, the juggernaut of a team that is going to score 50, 60, 70 points a game. And I think the Bills are going to be able to keep up. We talked about that Miami defense being unknown. Can they actually stop a good offense? Could Josh Allen just throw three or four picks, fumble a couple times? Sure he could. He's got that, but he also has the upside to keep up with Tua and the Dolphins, and maybe even beat them in an offensive high-scoring game. Now, I know everyone's hyped for this game, but to me, the Bills' defense is going to do a little bit better than the Broncos' defense could be. I see this playing out more like the Patriots-Dolphins game. Not low-scoring, but mid-20s with the Dolphins doing well, but the Bills are going to come out on top. That's right, folks. You heard it here first. The Bills are taking down the Dolphins. This is, you know, a very hot take. But it's what we do here on the Lodge Waitress Show. We give you hot takes. I'm taking the Bills to take down the Miami Dolphins. Next, we got to go to the other side of the spectrum. We have to talk about the Chicago Bears and the Denver Broncos. The Chicago Bears had great hopes coming into the year that they might compete in the division. And what do you know? They're still one of the worst teams in the year. They have forgotten how to use Justin Fields. Their coaching staff puts their players in positions to fail instead of succeed. An interesting strategy for a team trying to win football games. And here we have the Denver Broncos coming off, giving up 70 points, a team that's in disarray, a defense that was supposed to be good now is bad and Russell Wilson who doesn't look much better 
and they won't even play Marvin Mims, who is a free touchdown every time that guy steps on the field. What's going to happen in a game between two of the worst teams in the league? I'll tell you what I think is going to happen. The Chicago Bears are going to win the football game. I know this is a dangerous take, one I'll probably get wrong. Why would you choose the Bears? I'm just saying this now. The Chicago Bears are going to win. They won't win many games, so enjoy it while it lasts. Next, we have the Indianapolis Colts against the LA Rams. The hype is starting to ramp up. I hear, oh, first in the AFC South. The Colts have a chance. If Anthony Richardson comes back, the Rams, they didn't look great on Monday Night Football. What was wrong with that offensive line? Stafford doesn't look great if he doesn't have a lot of time. Puka Nakua, all of a sudden, not the talk of the town. What's going on in L.A.? The Colts, favorites against the Rams. Wow, this is surprising. Not something I would have seen coming. Could the Colts actually make a run at the AFC South? There is a lot of intrigue to me in this game. Josh Downs and Michael Pittman have been looking much better at wide receiver, if you ask me. And this defensive line could cook the offensive line. I think it's a big win for the Colts. One thing to look for, can they score in the red zone? That will be a big not issue if they don't, but I don't think you want to be relying on Matt Gay's field goals to win the game against the Rams. I think they are efficient on offense. When they get the chance to score, they punch it in, and this is a comfortable win. Luke told me he was worried about this game. He was nervous. He actually cares, and that's normally when it goes the other way for the teams, when you actually start having some expectation, but I think the Colts are up for the challenge. Give me the Colts by a touchdown to beat the Rams. I've waited this long to talk about the game of the year. That's right. The Detroit Lions head to Green Bay. The return to Lambeau Field from Week 18, knocking the Packers out of the playoffs last year, which, of course, I was there as a on-field reporter, more like fan reporter. But, hey, I saw the game live. This is the return. After beating the Packers twice last year, the Lions are out for more blood. And I've heard a lot of people say, you know, the Lions could win a close game or the Packers could win a close game. And before I get into anything, I'm giving you the prediction right here. The Lions are going to win by double digits, if not more. And here's the reason. You might think I'm just a biased Detroit fan just saying, oh, I think the Lions will win. No, this makes sense. Let's think about what the Packers have done to get to 2-1. and one. They beat the Bears, who are, what, the worst team in the league, all sorts of dysfunction and people pretty much agree that they are terrible. Then they lost to the Atlanta Falcons, who, let me tell you, are terrible. I saw the Atlanta Falcons in person, and this is not a good football team. This is a football team that struggles to score points, shouldn't be scoring points on you if your defense is any sort of good, can't throw the ball, maybe they can run the ball, and their defense is mid at best, and the Packers lost. What did they do that last week? They were down 17-0 to the Saints until they injured Derek Carr just to come back and win 18-17 when the Saints had Jameis Winston. This does not sound like a good football team to me. This sounds like a team that is 2-1, hasn't looked great, has played awful teams, and is not the class of the NFC North. The Detroit Lions, on the other hand, beat defending Super Bowl champs Kansas City Chiefs. They had a rough game against a decent Seattle lost by a touchdown, and then they did what good teams do to the Atlanta Falcons. They beat them down, never gave them a chance, and dominated that game pillar to post. That's reasons. Those are unbiased takes. That is what happened. The fact that the Lions are only favored by one and a half points, that's wrong. This is a double-digit win, 28-17, to 31-14. to 14. This is what kind of what I'm seeing. This is a statement win. The Lions are made for Thursdays. Three Thursday games this year, 
What am I expecting? 3-0? Absolutely. There are some injuries going around for both teams. The Lions looking to get back left tackle Taylor Decker, kick Sewell back to the right side, fix that, and get David Montgomery back. The Packers might get Aaron Jones and Christian Watson back, but two offensive linemen still out. Devondre Campbell out at linebacker for the Packers. Things are not looking good for the Packers. I've heard rumors that the Packers think they're all this. I've heard it all. Jordan Love has some Aaron Rodgers tendencies. He's looking really good. Watch this sidearm throw. Let's see about that Thursday night, and we'll see what the final score is. Give me the Lions by double digits. In great news, Elijah's lock actually won last week. That's right. Houston and Jacksonville went over, moving us to 1-1. One one. This week, I have an easy one. The U.S. and Europe are playing in the Ryder Cup. It's been 30 years since the U.S. Ryder Cup team has won in European soil. So what am I doing for Elijah's lock? I'm giving you the U.S. to win the Ryder Cup in Europe, in Rome, at plus 105. This, to me, is a lock, folks. I'm really excited for the Ryder Cup. We don't have a lot of time to get into it, but I love the U.S. to go in and dominate. Be the better team. Dominate the Ryder Cup. That's all I got this week. I appreciate you listening, and we'll talk next week.